0: podcast you're about to hear is basketball related. John Morant, NBA Finals, New York Knicks. It's all next. Grab a beer if you got one. Sit back and enjoy this one. This should be played at high volume. You're listening to the
1: Grind Hours podcast.
0: You can either have the money and the hammer or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. Hello and welcome to the Grind Hours podcast for Friday, June 16th, 2023, recording this just after 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and earlier in the day, we had some breaking news from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, he dropped a Woj bomb regarding Ja Morant. It is official, the NBA has suspended Ja Morant for 25 games with some conditions, to return to play and I don't want to say good, but it's the right step in the right direction. And I like a lot of people in and around the NBA and fans of the NBA hope that Ja gets his head straight. Because let's be clear, did Ja break any law? No, you're allowed to have a gun in this country. Did Ja create a bad look for the NBA and for himself and potentially endanger the state of the NBA? Yes. And the reason why is Ja is very influential in the NBA. He is one of the best players in the NBA. He has a large social media following and whether you think that's impactful or not, it is because Ja had a sneaker deal with Nike that was pulled off the shelves during this whole wait for the suspension. And again, he didn't break any laws. He he didn't kill anyone. He was just waving a gun around on Instagram twice. And I know the second one was an apparent toy gun, not an actual gun. And even if it's a Nerf gun, What are we doing? You were already talked to by the NBA, suspended, put in rehab for the first video. Why would you think it's a good idea, even if it is a toy, to do it a second time? And to basically wave it in front of the NBA like you can't do anything, I'm a star, And I'm, I got more power than you. And I think this is where Adam Silver is starting to become more like David Stern, because you have to do something. And again, a lot of people are going to be up in arms about this because, again, he technically didn't break any laws, but he might have broken some code of conduct rules within the NBA, which when you sign a contract with a team, if you break those rules, whether they're legal laws or not it's a contract that you signed that you broke and you have to face the consequences for the NBA is a private company they can do whatever they want with their players as long as it's collectively bargained and the players have to face the punishment now it's going to be very interesting to see if Ja tries to fight this if he just outright accepts the suspension and I want to look at this from a couple of angles first from jaw again i hope he gets it right i hope he grows up because anybody who says that they didn't do something stupid in their early 20s is lying to you or their late teenage years they're lying to you we've all done stuff maybe not to the level of jaw waving a gun around in a nightclub on instagram live we've all done stuff that we shouldn't have done that we did that we may or may not have gotten away with and I hope this is a learning experience for him. I hope he can get the people around him to get his head straight. I I hope he takes the initiative to get his head straight and abide by whatever the conditions are that the NBA has set out for him to return to the basketball court because he is one of the most electric and fun basketball players to watch. I adore his game and what he is able to do. Does it scare me for the longevity of his career? Yeah, because it's kind of that D. Rose early bowls MVP run where he's just going to go right through you or jump over you or through you. And he's not going to care about his body. And that could be detrimental to his body down the road. But for now, he is a human highlight reel and he's fun as hell to watch. However, he's got some off the court issues. I think they are fixable. I think it's just a matter of time. I think it's, again, getting the people in his corner that want him to succeed and look at this stuff and say, hey, this is detrimental to your success in the NBA and your growth as a businessman moving forward. We need to cut this out and go down a different path. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. It's going to take some work, but I think Ja can do it. I hope he can do it because again, I hope with his talent and his ability he's in the NBA for a long time and making himself a lot of money and making fans very very happy. Not just I, I and I hope he stays in I hope he stays in Memphis. I hope he's a cornerstone for that franchise and the people of that franchise don't have to, some of them don't have to be upset that they're rooting for the Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant. A different angle that I want to look at is the Grizzlies and what they can do, because I think the Grizzlies are at fault as well. I've said this from the very beginning. There's not one person in that building that, that could have gone to that nightclub in Denver or outside the Denver area and said, Hey Jock, ja, come here. We're not doing this tonight. There's not one person that checks up on Jaw in the off season from the organization. And I'm not saying from the front office. It could be a maintenance worker. It could be the guy or girl that unlocks the gym early for Johnny ja to get his work in. There's not one person that's in Jaw's corner that's like, Hey dude, what are we doing here? We need to stop this. This is child's play. You're a grown man. You're making a lot of money and you're set to make even more money. Why are you playing with that? I I don't know. I just, I hope this is the beginning of a blip on the radar for Ja. And we look back at this three, four, five years from now and say, yeah, his career got off to a really rough start. He was an electric player. He had the issues early on in his career, but he righted the ship and he went on to a Hall of Fame career was one of the best players to watch in the NBA, maybe gets an MVP, maybe gets a ring, and is one of the cornerstone players for the young generation watching the NBA right now. I that to me, if I had to place a bet, is where I'm placing my bet. Is Jaws gonna figure this out. He's gonna get it, get it right and move on from this, and it's just gonna be a blip on the radar. But it is a scary situation to see the second time and see the flash of authority that Ja had and, you know, sticking the middle finger up to authority and, and being that young kid, which, you know, to a lesser extent, a large lesser extent, which is an oxymoron. But, you know, I did. And I'm sure a lot of people have done where they don't want to be told what to do. And I think that's what Ja has to come to gripes with. And it's clear that there's not that many people in his corner that want to tell him no. And it's a difficult thing to navigate. But again, I hope he does because, again, he is a tremendous, tremendous player. And I just hope the best for him. So that that's the first part of the podcast. We're going to come back. My old friend Austin Santiago is going to join the show to talk some NBA Finals a little bit of the New York Knicks back after this
1: you know a lot can happen in seven minutes and luckily that's how long it takes me to tell a story my name is Aaron Califato and I'm the creator of seven minute stories I'm proud to partner with evergreen podcasts and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey I'm gonna take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style and together we're gonna try to make sense of the world all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.
0: SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets. Sports fans, music fans, comedy fans, theater fans, fans of tickets. Use my code GRINDHOUR to get into the building to get yourself a seat. Again, that's code GRINDHOUR at checkout for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app one more time. Code GRINDHOUR. That's G R I N D H O U R at checkout. Joining me now is my old radio partner from WBCR feels like, again, I say this every time we hop on a podcast. Now it feels like we're doing our show again. However, You're on a time crunch. you got some meetings to go to, so I won't hold you forever. But Austin Santiago does join me now. And Austin, the NBA Finals is over. We have a new NBA champion. We have a new best player on the planet. And I will channel my inner Stephen A. Smith and ask you the best first take question I possibly can. Austin, can the Nuggets repeat as champions?
1: Well, first and foremost, uh, as always, Joe, thanks for having me. Always happy to be here. Always feels like old times, getting the band back together. Um, What a great NBA season. What an unintentionally hilarious NBA season. What a great playoff season and uh, really a fun NBA finals, even if it only went to five games. Uh, You're right. We do have a a new best player on the planet, and his name is the Joker, Nikola Jokic. He is special, one of a kind. So to answer your question quickly, Um, I'm going to say, despite how amazing this team is and how proud and happy I am for the Denver Nuggets, it's a feel-good win. You don't get that Mm -hmm. every year. A feel-good champion. You love to see stuff like that. 56 years and like, what, 38 weeks or something like that. That being said, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Because if we've learned anything from this playoff uh, season that we just had, it's that it is so unpredictable. The Miami Heat were a play-in team and got all the way to the NBA Finals. We know that wasn't the result they wanted, but it just goes to show we are now in an NBA where it is anyone's race any given year. And I am very proud of this Nuggets team. But a lot of things had to go right. You have to be you always have to be a little bit lucky to win any championship, well, in any major yeah, sport right. in any yeah. major sport. So I think that they'll be there. I think we'll be in the mix next year. I think they have a great chance to be in the finals again or Western conference final, but there's just too many variables to say in 2023 that a team is going to repeat.
0: Yeah. And we still have the entire start summer because, you know, someone is going to get unhappy between now and July 1st and yeah. they will be on a different team and change the paradigm of the NBA. I agree with you as much as I love the Denver nuggets, as much as I love Nikola Jokic, I had money on the Nuggets. I was rooting for the Nuggets. Sorry, John, but I was rooting for the Nuggets because I had money invested in them. I won money on the Nuggets and I cleaned up on Jokic props. Like It was a very successful monetary thing for me and rooting interest, but I'm going to take the field. The disease of more is a real thing. Teams, after they win, people want to get paid. I know Michael Malone said what he said in a potentially, and I'm, I'm not going to say he was drunk, but it seemed like he was uh, um, during the parade. He said Bruce Brown's not going anywhere. Well, if Bruce Brown is getting offered five more million dollars to go somewhere else, it's going to be tough for him to say no. It's going to be tough for the rest of the role players to not be like, well, I contributed in this way. Christian Braun or Christian Brown. I'm sorry. The, the rookie from Kansas. He's going to be like, well, where's my payday? I was mm-hmm. a contributor on a finals team. I won you two games in this fi- during these playoffs. Where's my You know, where's my money? I know I'm a second year player, but where's my money? The disease also, of war and is and a just, real
1: thing. With that in mind too, you know, dynasties don't, you know, dynasties don't come back to back. That's another very, thing too. It's very, very, seldomly, very hard
0: to win yeah. back-to-back championships.
1: Um we just watched the end of you know the end of a dynasty in the Warriors and there's probably going to be a transition period of two or three seasons before we see that next team take control and and rattle off a couple of finals in a row or three in five years or something like that.
0: Would you take the Nuggets though as that team?
1: Uh no. No, right now I take the Nuggets as a very talented basketball team with a really amazing feel-good story, uh, a very deserving championship, but I don't see them as the next dynasty.
0: That's another – you know, this is a topic for a different day, and I'm shocked that this isn't a first-take topic by now. But along with who's the better Joker, I can leave that up the first take. I'd like writers credits on that one. Thank you. Um, No, I – that's that's tough for me, because I, I do think Jokic is going to get more than just one ring in his NBA career, and he seems like an old-school guy who's not going to bounce around from team to team to team late in his career. He's going to stay in Denver and be the best Denver Nugget to ever play. So that that's an interesting one, but really quickly, let's switch gears. Speaking of the summer, your Knicks are like the hottest chick at the dance everybody's going to want to come play for the Knicks because they have the trade package for it. But who do you want the most with everyone? Cause everyone and their brother is linked to the Knicks. I've seen the amount of Knicks trade machine articles I've seen in the past two weeks. Everybody's linked to the, to the Knicks. Who do you want as a fan? That's a really good question. Um, I think the what I've seen
1: lately that has piqued my interest has been Bradley Beal. Uh, I think you that, that you, know, contract. you
0: don't want that contract, man.
1: I mean, it's it's tough. And, uh, if we're being honest, if if this Knicks team has taught me anything over the past year, it's that you know i want we need a superstar we want a superstar but this team can go far with just really good coaching and also like i think jalen brunson is our superstar like in my head jalen brunson is our our guy that's our ace and i didn't know that going into this past season but i know it nobody now. did right right but you know we know it now so I, I kind of going into this summer with the mindset of less get a superstar more so just get guys who can shoot now, if I had to pick a superstar, yeah, I like Bradley Beal. But otherwise, just go out and get some shooting. I know that when we talked during the playoffs, I was on the fire Thibodeau train, and I have to recant that. Thank um, you. I had to Thank roll you. that back. You know, like, I, no, turns out we're in a better position than even I realize. All we have to do, and this is a really good position for Knicks, Knicks and Nick fans to be in because the answer is so simple. Just go out and get shooting. That's all you need. So that's what this focus on this summer needs to be. We can moneyball it. I don't care if it's not a pretty name. If they can shoot threes and hit them at a good percentage, get them on my team.
0: The more and more I look at this NBA offseason, the more and more it's if I was a Knick fan, it would be one name for me, and that's it. And that's Damian Lillard. I think what he could do, you think Jalen Brunson was the king of New York. Damian Lillard could take New York in the palm of his hand and do things that would make Aaron Rodgers giggle like a schoolgirl, like real in an
1: instant, in an instant. And and I guess the reason I didn't say Damian Lillard over over Beal is I just I don't. So Damian Lillard's a, a baller, right? And like I love watching him play, and he's great. Um the past couple of years the act of like not running from the grind has grown very stale for me. Um I'm kind of tired of hearing about it.
0: You would uh, you would be one of the first people to print a t-shirt with that on on the front. No, of it. I would
1: not. When, no, when I would not. if Lillard In came Portland?
0: Here. In Portland? In Portland? If Lillard came here. No, if if Lillard
1: came here, I would expect a championship within 2 or 3 years.
0: And that's not that's not Wrong of you that that so should be I, I, that no. should be the expectation.
1: If if Lillard comes here, that like grind and like trust the you know essentially the same message, right? Trust the process of or running from the the grind of it. Like no, f- that that's over. I don't want to hear that. F-. You're here. You better be winning a championship. This isn't Portland where 20 people are coming to your games. This is New York. We want you to see. We want to see you win.
0: And I think he gets that. And him and Brunson in a backcourt together, I get. On one side of the court, it would be atrocious. Yes. It, the, people would to have two guys in crunch time that you could switch on. But at the same time, Dame, and I know he's not really a, an off the ball player, but I don't want to say, you know, his turn, my turn kind of basketball. But how are you stopping that backcourt when it comes down to crunch time? Both guys can make the big shot in the big moment. Both guys can go for a 40-piece. Uh, Dame can go for a 50-piece on any given night. And the first Who's time... taking he, the ball down? I would probably say Dame. But Brunson already has played with a ball-dominant superstar. And he's mm-hmm. already thrived in that role. And that's alongside Luca. So, I, I'm not going to put it... Pass Jalen Brunson to incorporate his game alongside Damian Lillard and take a back seat. And honestly, and I know you have strong feelings about Jalen Brunson and so does every Nick fan, Damian Lillard's be- better than Jalen Brunson. He's better. He might be a little older, but he's better. Yeah, I mean, look, it, so, like, you know, we watched it happen.
1: Randall went from 1A to 1B. Randall becomes 2A. Randall might be in that deal. There's a problem. Yeah, Randall might have to go
0: to max contracts. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's the thing too. We're probably losing. You know, Randall probably. Lo- I, I hope we keep Obi, um,
0: but who knows? Of the three, of the big three in trades, quickly Grimes and Obi. Who, who is the most untouchable to you? Quickly Grimes, Obi. Uh, I'd say Obi. I think, really? I think,
1: yeah, I think Obi is gonna be a really solid power forward in this league uh, in years to come. I think he's going to be in this league for a long time. Uh, I love Quickly. Quickly's great. Um, You know, it's all about consistency with him. He's a little hot and cold, but that's just growing pains. Um, But I think he's going to be a great guard. And Grimes, I don't know. I don't know.
0: See, I would put – Obi would be the first one to be like, okay, here, take him. Hmm. Because he hasn't shown. You want to talk about RJ Barrett not showing any growth through his game? Obi. I, I get he, how electric he is, and the garden sets on fire when he checks into a game and when he catches an alley oop dunk in transition. But he's the same player he was in college. He hasn't really. Well, adjusted you know, it's, it's talking about
1: what he does when he does off the ball, too. Like, as soon as he comes in, that whole mix identity changes. Like, when Randall wasn't putting uh, out what I, we needed. I from get him. it. We get the pace and space that Obi that Obi brings, and he brings it easily. Um, you can see in real time how the game changes, how the pace changes when Obi comes into a game. And you get him in a situation where he's comfortable; he takes over, and that's what I like about him.
0: All right, sort of last question to get you out of here on this: What would you more rather do? Stay, Pat this offseason or trade for a superstar
1: oh um i want it back gonna, or it, go uh,
0: or make the big splash
1: that's a really good question i think i mean we keep coach Tibbs. it's the, it's, the, it's,
0: it's the same team it's the same yeah.
1: team i think then we we go for the big splash Look, I've been saying for years that the Knicks need a superstar. I've been saying it for for a while now, um, and look, you know maybe it's old school thinking, but I think that's the missing piece.
0: <laughs> here's a, here's what I'm going to tell you right before I let you go to go to a meeting. This is what I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Okay, because Bradley Beal's contract is atrocious, and he's approaching thirty. And he hasn't played a meaningful playoff game in six years. You know how long six years is? Six years, dude. A while. Joel Embiid, I get he's the next, or he's the reigning MVP. He's 30. He's getting older. He is never in shape. He always fizzles out towards the the end of the playoffs. And he would get killed in New York. Speaking of someone who would get killed in New York, Carl Anthony Towns, who thinks he changed the game of basketball in his mind, we're not getting that. That's not even. Do you Carl want? You don't want him walking into the locker room, uh, yeah. You know, trying. He seems like just a wackadoo. Zach Levine, I love Zach Levine, but you people think that Julius Randle is a maddening player. Go watch Zach Levine for five games in a row. You're gonna wish that that trade never happened. DeMar DeRozan, you can talk to me, but he's a B guy. He's a Robin. Yeah. If you didn't have Jalen Brunson, I would say go out and get DeMar DeRozan. You put you put DeMar DeRozan
1: on a great team on a team with a great point guard or a solid point guard, and you see what I mean. Look what that did for the Bulls a couple of years ago. And Jalen Brunson is much better than, uh, um, the Levine uh, at that. You know, but yeah.
0: Austin, we will definitely have more conversations like this throughout the summer. Thank you so much for coming on. Enjoy your meeting, and I will talk to you soon, brother, all right? Thank you for having me, man. Talk to you soon. Feed Hudson Valley is a regional food rescue and harvesting network in the Hudson Valley operating through Dutchess, Orange, Ulster, Columbia, Green, Putnam, and Sullivan counties. It links donors of prepared but unserved food and fresh produce with nonprofits and food assistant programs. Through an app assisted network of food donors, volunteers, and feeding agencies, Feed Hudson Valley facilitates the harvesting, processing, and distribution of locally grown or produced agricultural products, self-stable food donations, and prepared nutritious foods. The app used is called ChowMatch and it is easy for volunteers to download and use. Among the donors are restaurants, farms, food makers, stores, hospitals, and universities. The food assistant programs include food pantries, soup kitchens, and shelters. Volunteers are matched through the Chow Match app when a donation is available. They can indicate that they are available to make a run and then pick it up for a donor and deliver it to the agency. The Feed Hudson Valley Network currently includes over 300 volunteers, 130 donors, and 95 receiving agencies. Last year, on average, Feed Hudson Valley re- rescued and redirected over 12,000 pounds of food each month. Feed Hudson Valley could use more donors and volunteers. To learn more and sign up, visit feedhv.org. Again, that's feedhv.org. One more time spelled out F E E D H V.org. Now back to the podcast. And in the pod with some NBA trade machine, post-finals, pre-free agency trade machine. Always love coming in at this time of the year to figure out some blockbusters, and I have one big Woj Bomb break Twitter trade at the end, but we'll start with perhaps the man that has been put in the most trades and is in the most trade rumors right now, and that's Bradley Beal, and he's the subject of of our first two trades. The first one is simple. It's a Philly Washington trade. Beal going to Philly. Washington receiving Tobias Harris, a 2029 20, first round pick from the 76ers, top five protected, and the 24 second round pick from the Sixers via the New York Knicks. Simple. You know, the, the tax on Tobias's. Contract is the second round pick, and the, the the real asset in the minds of Washington would be this twenty twenty nine top five first round pick. And if you're Philly, maybe you can reconcile the relationship with James Harden and save him from going back to Houston. And you have a big three of Harden, Beal, and Bede. And if this is, you know, Harden and Tax, and the big three is Maxi, Beal, and Embiid. Beal and Embiid want to play together. Beal has a no-trade clause. I also think that, you know, that first-round pick for Philly is kind of the, you know, hey, we're kind of hamstrung. Can you—we need something. And it's the the 2029 20, first-round pick, which— I mean, Philly's kind of secretly in Laker territory with how few first-round picks they have in the next couple of years. But that's trade number one. Simple, easy, not too convoluted, straightforward. Second one is also not that difficult, not that uh, convoluted. And it involves Miami and Washington. Beal going to Miami, Washington getting back in return, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry, Victor Oladipo, The 2023 first-round pick from Miami, the 18th overall pick in the draft, and a 2026 second-round pick via Oklahoma City, Dallas, or Philadelphia, whichever is least favorable. This, to me, is a lot for Bradley Beal. It's probably the most Washington could possibly get for Beal. But Miami's in a a similar situation. Beal has a no-trade clause he could potentially really, really want to go to Miami. And if you're Washington, you're getting back the shooting of Duncan Robinson. Anything that you're getting from Oladipo at this point in his career, I think, is a net positive. Lowry could be the kind of mentor that I think the Wizards need for the next phase of their organization and this next rebuild, I guess, if you want to call it. The 18th pick is kind of, again, that no-trade tax. And the second-round pick, it's kind of the joke in the NBA that second-round picks don't mean anything, but throw it in there and, again, it is a lot on paper. It's five assets for Bradley Beal, but if you're Miami, I think you have to go for it here. You're looking at your roster of your Pat Riley and you're saying what can potentially get us over the hump and I know Kyle Lowry was an integral part to this final run finals run I know Duncan Robinson can hit threes but the scoring of Beal and Butler in a backcourt is very very tantalizing and again that first round pick I know you don't want to give up a mid first round pick, but this year's draft isn't really that great in terms of mid to late first round pick. So why not just throw your hat in the ring and get that one done? The third one, and this is where the Knicks fans should, you know, put the volume up a little bit on your headphones or in your car. Knicks in Atlanta and hold, hold your horses. This is not a trade for Trey Young. Okay, this is not, he's not involved in this deal. And to get you more excited, Julius Randle is in this deal just to make the contracts work. The Knicks would receive John Collins and uh, DeJounte Murray. Excuse me, DeJounte Murray. John Collins, DeJounte Murray. Atlanta would get Julius Randle, Evan Fournier, Obi Toppin, The 2024 first round pick via Washington and the 25 second round pick via Detroit. Now you probably, probably have to maybe add a a second first round pick, but here's my thinking with this, okay? Obi Toppin and John Collins are basically the same age. They're they're separated by by a few months. John Collins is a few months older than Obi Toppin. But John Collins at this point in his career is better than Obi Toppin and has shown more on a basketball court than Obi Toppin has. And I don't know if I can sit around long enough to wait for Obi Toppin to develop into the player that all the fans think he's going to develop into. John Collins is already on that path. He's already better. He, he's already that energizer bunny that you need coming off the bench. He's already a better defensive player than Obi Toppin is. He already has a little bit more range to his game than Obi Toppin does. And to f- the thing that I would focus on is flipping DeJounte Murray into Julius Randle. And I know you have to give up that first round pick, but Atlanta's going to want a first rounder for, for DeJounte Murray. They're just going to want it. On top of the salaries, they're going to want that first-round pick. And if you're the Knicks and Nick fans, how long are you staring at this deal until you potentially say no? Because for me, yes, originally a lot of Nick fans are going to go, oh, this is just a lateral move. Why would we do that? But DeJounte Murray in a backcourt with Jalen Brunson is very intriguing to me. DeJounte Murray is not that bad of of a defensive player. He's 6'4". He can guard some taller players. He's not a defensive liability like Brunson is. I'm not saying he's not, you know, Kawhi Leonard on the other side of the ball. But he's a good enough defender where it's not a defensive liability. And his playmaking and his three-point percentage, he was 35% from the three-point line this year. He averaged 25 and six. He's very, very young. I know this would be his third team in like four years, but get him in New York. I Again, I think that backcourt of Brunson and Murray would be electric. Collins off the bench would be tremendous. And you can fill out the rest of the roster because that Fournier contract is off your books. I know Dejounte Murray is getting paid a lot of money, but and I know John Collins is getting paid a decent amount of money, but you're still not in that. You know, in baseball they call it aircraft carrier range, and you're getting slightly better in my mind. You get better on the three point line. The ball is not stopping like it is with with Randall on the floor. It's something to chew on. Again, I would do it because I put it in the trade machine. I like it and it checks out. But I ask you, Nick fans, how long are you staring at this until you tell me no? At me on Twitter at the fake notthefakejleo and tell me. Would you do this deal or not? And finally, we've come to the very end with the Woj Bomb Extraordinaire trade. And this one, I think, this is... Pat Riley putting the rings on the table and saying, we are going for it no matter what. And to the only Portland Trailblazer fan in my life, Dayton Brown, I'm sorry Dayton, but this is blow it up central for Portland. This is truly committing to a rebuild. This is no doubt about it, picking Scoot Henderson. And this is the following for the trade. We're going to start with Portland. They're going to receive Duncan Robinson, Victor Oladipo, Jonathan Kaminga, Tyler Hero, Ty Jerome, Jordan Peel, Jordan Peel, Jordan Poole, <laughs> and Ryan Hollins. I know you don't know who Ryan Hollins is. He's just somebody to make the salaries work. The draft compensation. They're going to receive Miami's 2023 pick, the first round pick, the 18th overall pick. A 27 Miami first rounder, top five protected. A Golden State 20 2027 pick, first rounder, top 10 protected. A 2025 Golden State second round pick via Charlotte. And a 2026 Golden State pick in the second round via Atlanta. Now Miami is going, actually we'll start with, uh, we'll move next to Golden State. Golden State is going to get Kyle Lowry and Anthony Simons, a 2023 second round pick from Portland via Atlanta and a 2024 second round pick from Portland via Charlotte or Minnesota, whichever is more favorable. And Miami is going to get Damian Lillard and Draymond Green. That's a lot to unpack. So I'll repeat it for a second time. Starting with Golden State, Kyle Lowry, Anthony Anthony Simons. Two second round picks from Portland. One in 2023 via Atlanta and one in 2024 via Charlotte or Minnesota, which is a, ever is more favorable. Portland is going to get Duncan Robinson, Victor Oladipo, Tyler Hero, Ty Jerome, Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, Ryan Hollins, a 2023 First-round pick from Miami, the 18th overall pick in this year's draft. Next Thursday, next Thursday's draft, yep. A 2027 first-round pick from Miami, top five protected. A 2027 first-round pick from Golden State, top 10 protected. Two second-round picks from Golden State, one in 25 via Charlotte and one in 26 via Atlanta and Miami. Going for gold, going for broke. Really, truly creating... Potentially a super team with Damian Lillard, Draymond Green, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo. Again, if you are a Portland fan, I'm sorry, but I think this sets you up tremendously. I know you're trading your best two players in Simons and Lillard, but you're getting back in return three first-round picks, two second-round picks, a potential franchise player... In pool, a potential franchise player in Kaminga. And if Tyler Hero can get it right, because he showed us on the biggest stage in the bubble, he can fill it up in the stat sheet. Again, it's blow it up central, but again, four picks or three picks in the first round. Maybe you get four. Maybe you can, you know, swindle a 2029 20, first round pick, top 10 protected from Miami. But. If you are a Portland fan, would you do it? Would you truly blow it up, focus around Scoot, Pool, Kaminga, Hero? Or would you just, is Dame too valuable? And again, this is Golden State too. It's kind of a retooling with Anthony Simons and Kyle Lowry. I love this trade. It works out. It would blow up Twitter. Again, it's the Miami go for broke special super team take two in miami i love it what say you again at not the fake j leo on twitter all right i think that's a good place to end not the fake j leo on twitter j.sports.blogspot.com and of course this podcast if you're new to the show please download the show It means more to the show then you know huge thanks to sea geek feed hudson valley and seven minute stories for sponsoring today's episode Go over to the blog, got some stuff in the works. There might even be a new piece for you to read while you're listening to the end of this podcast. I'm not gonna spoil it, just go over there, read it. Got some stuff in the works that I'm churning out. Again, like I said yesterday, I think I'm in a good spot with the stuff that I'm putting out and its quality. And I'm just I'm happy with the place that I am with my writing right now. So please go over and support that again. J Data Sports dot blogspot.com. I hope everyone's happy and healthy. It's currently raining right now as I'm finishing this outro. But hope you have a great weekend. Go out to the beach if you're near one. I think it's going to be decent weather somewhere uh you know in the Jersey shore and, and down the coast for parts of this weekend. Whatever you're doing this weekend, I hope it's with family and you're happy and you're healthy. And until next time, it's closing time. You don't have to go home but you can't stay here. Let's go, Yanks. Can we beat the Red Sox? Can we win a series against the Red Sox? Peace.